Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, well, we are, uh, we are in a message series right now called Start With Hope. And if you haven't uh, uh, been or been keeping up, uh, we started this at the beginning of the year. It's our first series of the year. This is kind of what I wanted to, to drive our year, is to do this, this thing where we start with hope in situations in our life. Now, our word for the year as a community, as a church, is spirit. What we wanted to do this year, each year, we as a community, we, we choose a, a, a word that we kind of drive our, our, our thoughts through, our intentions for the year. And this year, that word is spirit. We want to be led by the spirit. We want to trust God's spirit. We want to trust the spirit that God has put in us. Now, admittedly, the word spirit is a little, bit, uh, a, a, a little bit harder to nail down than a word like trust or than a word like action. But that's what makes it so intentional. That's what we want to do as a community is what does it look like for us as a community, as a church, to be led by the spirit? Well, it involves trust. It involves action. It involves a lot of other, a lot of other things. So this word spirit is going to find its way into a lot of our different message series throughout the year. And part of that, part of being led by the spirit is hope. For the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the foundation of hope, kind of the nature of hope. And one of the things we talked about, I just want to mention it up front very quickly. One of the things we talked about is hope, when it comes to the hope we have in God, when it comes to the hope that we have in who God has made us to be, it is bigger than, it is more than just wishing for things to go the right way, right? When I talk about hope, and today we're going to talk about the power of hope, when I talk about hope, I am not talking about wishing things go the way you want. I'm not simply talking about hoping things go well, hoping in the outcome, See, there's, there's, there's a side of hope where, we, where, where, where we're looking for the outcome, and we're hoping things go a certain way, and if the outcome isn't what we wanted, we feel like our hope is wasted. But there's this other side of hope, this hope in who God is, this hope in our faith, this hope in, the, in who God has made us to be, that regardless of the outcome, our hope is not wasted, because our hope isn't in the outcome, it is in the process, that is the hope that we've been talking about this, this past couple of weeks and that power of hope that I want to address with you today. I was thinking about this this, this, uh, this week and I was actually talking to, uh, to my wife about, hey, can you help me think through some things where I've had, sometimes it's not all in my head, sometimes I ask people for help when it comes to these messages. And I say, hey babe, what, where in my life have you seen or have you noticed me ha- have this hope? experience hope? Where have you seen me uh, embrace the power of hope? So we were going back and forth a few ideas. And she was like, what about that time you got divorced? And I was like, oh, wow, way to bring it up. (laughs) My current wife was talking to me about my first divorce. (laughs) I was like, hey, that's a good idea, because if you didn't know, if you don't know this about me, I got married to, uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, my son Corbin. I got married to his mom very young. I was very young. I was 
gosh, I want to say I was 22 or 23, 22 maybe. Very young. And um, it was not good. And not because of her. I mean, I was, you know, uh, I wasn't this super healthy individual that you see today. <laughs> uh, I had some issues going on that I hadn't addressed, and I wasn't exactly a healthy person, and I was selfish and all of these things, and it just, it did not go well. And so we said, okay, this is probably not going not gonna, to not gonna keep on going. We'll, we'll get divorced. And if you grew up in Christianity or in church or whatever, divorce is a very not good thing. Even if you're not a Christian, divorce is not, you know, no one's looking forward to a divorce. Maybe some of you are, but that's not what I'm talking about today. <laughs> nobody wants to get divorced, right? Nobody, nobody plans a wedding and a marriage and all this stuff and then says, I can't wait to get divorced someday. No, nobody wants that, and, and especially in our Christian, in, in the Christian culture, there's a lot of guilt and shame surrounding divorce. And it was through this divorce that I actually started hanging out with people who went to church, and I started going to church a little bit. And I remember looking back now, this is 20 years ago, I remember a lot of people were worried about me. Getting divorced. I even had some people saying, you shouldn't get divorced. God doesn't want you to get divorced. And I was like, I don't know if God knows what he's talking about, about everything. Because I don't, this is not going well. <laughs> I can trust God in a lot of things. I don't know about this. I don't know if he's that powerful. And I remember a lot of people worried about me. And I said, you know, even though I'm divorced, I had this new baby faith. Have you ever met a brand new, brand new person of faith? Someone who just starts to trust God, you cannot shake them. They are almost impossible to shake. And that's this, that's this faith that I was bringing. I was bringing this, this hope, this faith of, well, I know that something is in my future. And it was probably because I was so fresh in this faith and, and I was starting to understand that God it not just was looking out for people, but was looking out for me. That's a game changer in your faith. I don't know if you've experienced that in your faith yet, but there's something so powerful that happens when, when you start to realize that not only is God worried about humanity, not only does God love people, not only has Jesus come for everyone, but he's come for you. That changes how we approach our faith, or it can. It was life-changing for me. And so what could have been disastrous Devastating, and in some ways it was. This divorce that happened very early in my life, it could have been very tempting for me to carry that around as a black mark, right? As a, as a, as a strike against me. Yes, I, I have faith, and yes, I'm in church, and even later when I started to serve in church and work at a church, so yes, I do this, but I, maybe you have to know this, that I've been divorced before. It would have been very easy for me to carry that around as, as a strike against me. And, I, and maybe you're not facing something that dire. Maybe you are. Maybe you're in the middle of something that is really rocking your world. And then hearing me say some silly phrase like start with hope, like, well, Dom, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to start with hope in every situation. You don't know exactly what I'm facing. You know the problems I have. You don't know how much crushing debt I'm in. How can I start with hope if I'm 100 grand in debt? I need to start with money. <laughs> 
How can I start with hope if my marriage is falling apart? Hope is lost. How can I start with hope if I just lost my job? But see, maybe it's not exactly that difficult. Maybe it's the, it's the little things that we have in our life. That's what this whole series is called, Start With Hope. That's what I want for you. I want you to start with hope. And I want you to experience and embrace the power of hope. There's something about the power of hope that brings you confidence. Now, we've said over the past couple of weeks, and, I'll, and I'm, I feel comfortable saying it again, is being hopeful, having hope is more than just trying to be positive about what's going on in your life. In fact, you don't ever have to read the Bible. You don't even have to believe in God to be positive about life. Positivity is not cornered in the market by Christianity. So I'm not talking about being positive. You can be positive, and maybe you're someone who could use a little bit more positivity in your life, and that's fine. But what I'm talking about is a hope that is deeper than just being positive. There's something about positivity. In fact, we can learn about a lot about life from people who are positive. You could probably even grow your faith a lot by being around people who are positive. But here's what I want for you, is I don't want you to just be positive. I want you to allow yourself to experience and embrace the power of hope. The power of the hope that God has put in you, the hope that we have access to. That's what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. Hope is not this thing, especially the hope I'm talking about, the hope that comes from God and who God is, this unchanging God and who God is. Hope is not something that you need to beg for. Hope is not something that you need to request. Hope is not something that you need to wait for God to give you. Hope, we have access to it now. We have access to it now because the nature of hope is the nature of who God is. And who God is has been put inside of us. We carry God's spirit with us. We are made in his image. So there's a verse I want to look at today. And this has not been on purpose. But over the last couple of weeks, the verses that I've been kind of researching and thinking about hope and kind of the nature of hope, I think two or three of them have come from the book of Isaiah. And that was not intentional to keep going back to the book of Isaiah. But it's been kind of fun that they keep coming up in Isaiah. And if you weren't here last week or the week before, Isaiah is a book. Isaiah was a prophet, okay? So a lot of the, a lot of the writings in the book of Isaiah are uh, almost poems, okay? And what, uh, what prophets were used for back in the day is they were used as God's mouthpiece, right? So if God needed to share a message to the people of Israel, his chosen people, then he would use prophets to speak that message. Now, a lot of things have happened since then where there was a certain group of people that said, we are God's people and everybody else is just kind of let in the side door. Now, a lot of things have happened where we are all God's people spiritually, even if you weren't born in Israel, even if you aren't Jewish, we have been spiritually made God's family through what Jesus has done. It's very powerful. Now, in Isaiah 41.10, the last half of Isaiah, the last parts of Isaiah, Isaiah is bringing a lot of hope to the people because the Jewish people, the people of Israel, were always in trouble with God. They were always worshiping other gods and breaking the laws and all this kinds of stuff. And so God, you know, upstairs or up on the top floor, wherever God is, I don't know how heaven works, he's... He's up there like, oh, what are we going to do with these guys? You know, not again. 
not the calf again. <laughs> I don't want to do the ten plagues again. How about I send Isaiah to tell him how much trouble they're in, and after I tell him how much trouble they're in, did you guys growing up, and if your parents aren't here, don't point, but did you ever have, because mine are here, um, when you were growing up, did you ever get like a lecture, and then once the lecture was done, everything was okay, and you were confused if you were in trouble or not? Is anybody like that? Okay. If my son was here, he'd be raising his hand. He'd be like, am I in trouble? I'm not sure if I am, because now we're laughing. It's a little bit of the vibe of Isaiah if you read it all the way through. So in Isaiah 41.10, we're at the part where God is bringing hope. Through the prophet Isaiah, he's saying, look, there is hope. Here's the hope that you have moving forward. And and when I read this, when I read Isaiah 41.10, we're going to be reading out the New Living Translation. When I read this, I want you to be hearing it from the perspective of the power of hope that is in you that you can bring with you into the rest of your life, okay? Not just, not just this was thousands of years ago to the people of Israel, because that's literally what, what we're, whoa, watch out. Got it. No big deal. Uh-huh. Somebody snag me a towel, please. So that's literally what we're going to be reading is what happened to the people of Israel and God's message to them. That's what we're going to be reading through. So this, 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 these words that we're reading are not written to us for us today. But what's powerful about the Bible, when you're reading the Bible, I want to give you permission to do this if you've never given yourself permission, is read it for what it is and then also read it how it can impact your life today. Because literally, on a literal sense, this is not for us, but it can be today. Watch this. This is 41.10. This is one of my favorite Bibles, too. This is such a bummer. Isaiah 41.10, check this out. It says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. Maybe you can write this down or take a photo of this and speak this over your life each and every day, each and every week. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not be, don't be discouraged, for I am your God. What an interesting sentence that one is. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. You and I have access to a God. You, ha- you and I have access to the Spirit of God that brings us hope, that offers hope. And because of this power of hope, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be discouraged. God will strengthen us. God will hold you up. Now, we did a series a couple of years ago called Spiritual Bypass. So when I I say don't be afraid, I don't mean you should never feel fear. Okay? When we say don't be discouraged, that doesn't mean you should ever feel discouraged because that's what life is. Sometimes we get discouraged. Sometimes we are afraid. Sometimes we have doubts. So I don't want you to spiritually bypass all of that and say, okay, well, I should never be afraid. So if I feel fear, it's not real. I, I should never be discouraged. So if I feel discouraged, I should ignore it because that's not real. No, that's not the point. That's not the essence of this. Because as you walk around in your life, in the situations that you're going to encounter, sometimes you will have doubts. Sometimes you will feel fear. Sometimes you will be discouraged. But 
No need to fret because you have the power of hope inside of you that you can access all the time. So when I say start with hope, that's not some cheesy phrase I want you to write down and put it on your fridge. That is a phrase that I want, I want you to use to remind you of the spirit of God in you. I want you to use this phrase to remind you of the confidence that hope can give you in your life. The confidence that hope can give you when you face discouragement, when you face fear, when you face doubt, when you face troubles. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Confidence in yourself is confidence in God. And if you've, been if you've been paying attention today, then you'll see that. And even if you haven't, that's okay. Confidence in yourself is confidence in God because God's spirit is within you. So you can trust the spirit within you. And that's what I want for you when it comes to, to starting with hope is to start with this hope that brings you confidence. Because next thing I want you to write down is this. Hope creates confidence. Hope gives you confidence that maybe positivity can, but it's a little bit deeper because it's rooted in your faith. Hope can create confidence, and confidence creates the momentum for your faith and your life. So no matter what life brings, the good times and the tough times, the parts where you're encouraged and the parts when you're discouraged, the parts when you feel joy, and the parts when you feel fear. When you have hope and you start with hope, it creates a confidence, and that confidence gives you the momentum to keep moving forward, not to spiritually bypass it, not to ignore it and pretend it never happened, but to say that did happen and I'm gonna keep moving forward. That did happen and watch me grow from it. Watch my faith grow from what happened to me. Watch me bring the hope. I'm not waiting for hope in the future, I'm bringing hope with me. Last thing I want you to write down is this, the confidence of hope puts the challenges of life in the, in the perspective of our faith. Let me say it again. The confidence of hope puts the challenge of life in the perspective of our faith. Here's what I mean by that. Is if we don't have any hope, Let's say that we, we, we remove positivity from our life. We remove hope from our life. And we are just people who are subject to what happens to us. Maybe, maybe, maybe you feel that way sometimes. You feel like, why is this happening to me? And we, and, we, and we paint ourselves. And sometimes we are a victim. We are a victim of things that happen to us. Sometimes things happen to us. But the truth is, that there is very little we can control in our life, and I'm talking to the control people today. There is very little that we can control in our life. So the truth is, most things happen to you. These challenges that will come up in your life, they will happen to you, but, but if we have this confidence of hope, if we embrace the power of hope, then what happens is what we see, it doesn't change the challenge, it doesn't change the problem. It doesn't change the doubt. It doesn't change the fear. It doesn't change the discouragement. But what it does, it puts it in the perspective of the faith and the hope that we're bringing. And when we have a new perspective of faith, then the challenge doesn't seem as challenging. 
when I was just a little, little tiny punk, 22 years old, and I had this challenge of divorce and what that could have meant for my future. And in fact, when I met Amber, my current wife, when I met Amber, one of the conversations we had early on is she said when she was young, middle school, high school, she used to tell herself that she would never marry someone who had been divorced. I didn't know that when I met her. But it was hard for her to resist this charm. It's hard for anyone. I mean, I get it. <laughs> Could have lost hope. Now I look back and I say, well, I, I was young. Maybe I didn't know any better. And I look back and say, well, maybe I didn't know how devastating that divorce could have been for my future. Maybe, maybe. But you can look at your life and say, well, maybe, maybe you're too young to know what your future holds. There always, there's always way more that you don't know than you actually know. But I know, I look back and I know what I did bring was the power of hope. And I want to, in my life, and I'm not saying you need to do this, I want to, in my life, I want to be the kind of person that acts like a 22-year-old person who just met Jesus for the first time and says, I'm bringing all the hope. Watch this. Watch this happen. Whether it works out or not, I don't have time to stop and complain about what didn't work out because God, our God, my God is in here and we have plans for the future. There is more to come. But if all we think there is to come in our life is what's behind us back here, then we have lost hope. So we've been saying for the past couple of weeks, hope is looking forward. And if we know that we can look forward and we know God is with us, that God will strengthen us, that God will be there when we feel fear, that God will be there when we feel discouragement, then all we have to do is look forward. What an exciting time in our faith, in our life, if we can say, no matter the challenges that we have in front of us, that we will trust the hope that we have. And not only will we hope, but we will embrace the power of hope and bring the confidence with us. What I want for you is whatever situation that you're facing in your life, I don't want you to just, ah, I hope this works well. I want you to bring a confidence that almost doesn't make sense. A confidence that says, however this turns out, things are going to be good on that side because there is more. There is more love. There is more faith. There is more trust. There are more opportunities. There are more things to do. There are, there are more impacts to make with the people in our life ahead of us. That's the power of hope. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for me. I want to be able to bring the power of hope. I want to be able to bring a confidence when something happens that is not good, that it's not what I wanted, it's not the outcome, I say, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to have the confidence because I'm not confident in just the outcome. I'm not confident in just what I can do. I am confident in the hope that God has put in me. I am confident in who God is, who God says he is. I am confident in the future that God has for me and my family and the people around me.
That's what I want for you today. If you could, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads. I want to pray for us this morning. God, we are grateful to have you, to have hope. We're grateful for the future. I pray that whatever we're facing right now, whatever we might face in the future, the challenges, the fear, the doubts, the discouragements, God, I thank you that we can lean on you during those times, that we can start with hope. I pray that we would use that phrase, start with hope, to remind us of who you are, to remind us that you are here with us, to remind us that you are there in the situation with us, that you will strengthen us, that you will hold us up, that we can have hope in who you are. We love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.